the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 30 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning trust and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. I have a guest on the show today, Colleen Trelongo, uh, who, who I'm going to be interviewing today. Colleen is a graduate of San Jose State University with a BS in finance and Notre Dame de Namur with an MBA in finance, cum laude. She started her career in finance and then she went to talent acquisition and human resources consulting in 2003. She has a professional human resource certification since 2001. She runs her own technical talent and HR consulting practice and works with companies in the Silicon Valley uh, building technical talent teams and helping those companies out. She also has a coaching and mentoring practice for people in career transitions. So um, to my audience out there, let me introduce to you Colleen Trelongo. Hello, hello. I'm here. Hello, Silicon Valley. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Yes, hello, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, so Colleen, welcome today. Um, well, you're the first you. of the guests that I plan on having going forward, talking about various uh, businesses and services that may be of a special interest to uh, my listeners here in the Bay Area as we deal with the ongoing damage uh, being caused by the coronavirus, uh, both the physical damage, but also the emotional, spiritual, and job damage that's being caused. So, Colleen, could you tell me how you ended up starting your own business in talent human resources coaching? Good question. Bob, I have a, a very unique path. Like you said, I, I started out in finance, did the corporate Fortune 500 finance route. Great run there. And um, knew that I was good in finance. I ended up leaving a Fortune 500 company as a, a finance manager, helping to run a P&L division. So I, I was good, but I wasn't great. And so what I did was, as in my usual intuitive self, I went out and I found something to go do, and I found a nonprofit that I ended up working for for five years, did a lot of creative, um, wonderful fundraising, and was completely passionate about this organization, listened to what people told me, you should be in sales, you should be working with people, you're great in HR, quit that Fortune 500 company, went out, found a startup, got hired based on my nonprofit work, and had a great run. I went into the most difficult talent market ever 
timing's everything, right? That was pre-dot bomb. Helped to hire this startup. We went from about 200 employees to over 500 in nine months. The explosion happened, and then I had to go and lay off half the people I hired. Welcome to talent, Colleen. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, yes, it's a true story. And after that, after I compassionately laid off half the people I hired, and with the grace of the CEO that I had the blessing to work for, we did. Can you believe you can do a layoff with grace? Yes, I can. Well, we did. And after that, I laid myself off, and then I said, now what? <clears throat> So I had young kids, and I'm a committed mother, uh, very passionate about making sure when I had those kids I was going to raise them right. So looked at myself and said, okay, time to recreate. I think I'm going to go into consulting. And so I did. I started out in doing a little accounting and finance, and then went and got my uh, – I actually went back to the company that I laid myself off from and made them pay for my PHR. They knew that and that's that was the, the right uh, thing to human do. Human resource certification, the professional okay. human resource certification, and went and got that, took that test, and then started doing some HR consulting, and then headed back into talent when the market picked up again. So, eighteen years okay, later, Vince, are you hearing that too, Colleen? It sounds like your phone's cutting in and out. Oh, that's not good. Okay. Um, okay, maybe I'm just hearing it at my end. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so, um, so what is the what is the organization that you founded, or the company that you founded? I founded a company called Athena Tech Academy, and I was the CEO and co-founder of a company that set out to disrupt education. I knew that we needed to create pipeline of talent. I know that we needed to fill the talent pipeline. And as a result of education being something that I was very passionate about from a young age because of who my people are, I uh, started studying what was happening in the market with education, access to education, cost of, cost of education, and the lack of STEM talent in this country. So I went to somebody I knew who was uh, focused on big data. We came together. We agreed that we needed to create a platform for introducing multi-modality curriculum so that people who learn differently could all be successful in this boot camp. And we created the IQ curriculum, the EQ curriculum, which means intelligence, analytics intelligence plus emotional intelligence and and then sent them on their way out the back door. So we had success. We sold our video product to a company called Skillsoft and we unfortunately ran out of money right before we were ten we were ten days away from launch and the money went away. I'll bet that must Two years be into that that was it was the, the <clears> best <throat> People, when people ask, they say to me, I'm so sorry, Colleen. I say it was the greatest experience of my life. I failed, and I failed miserably, and it was fabulous. 
Sometimes those are the best experiences. I've been through a few of those in my life myself. Now, Colleen, we're, um, we're coming up on the first break of the show today. I want you to stay on the line because uh, when we come back, um, everyone out there in the listening audience, I'm, I'm going to have Colleen go into more depth about what exactly she does with her company today and how what she can do to help put talent together with companies that need that talent. So, if uh, Colleen, if you'll stay on the line, will you do that for me? Absolutely. Okay, well then, we'll be back uh, shortly uh, with more Plan Your State Radio with your host, Bob Bergman. We'll talk with you after the break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, welcome back, uh, Bay Area. Um, I'm talking today with Colleen Trelongo, who is the founder of a business uh, in Santa Clara Valley that works in the area of technical talent and HR consulting. Um, Colleen, before the break, you told me... uh, or you told the audience here kind of what your background is and how you ended up going from being in finance to what you do today. Can you tell me, um, you, I, I've talked with you and I've actually known you for, for a while, not really closely, but I'm getting to know you better as time goes on. Um, why are you so passionate? I mean, I appreciate passion. I'm passionate about what I do. And when I meet someone who's passionate about what they do, I always want to know the why. So can you tell me and tell my audience why you're so passionate about what you do? You know, I think that adversity, extreme adversity, especially early in life, can shape you, right? I mean, I I am a believer that we come out kind of being who we are, like how we're wired is how we're wired. And through our life journey, we absorb all kinds of different things, good, bad. Some people observe a lot of, absorb a lot of really bad things. Some people go through fairly unscathed. I think that there's a correlation for us to reflect on about people who are challenged, economically challenged, challenged by death, challenged by addiction, challenged by having a dysfunctional family when they're growing up, all kinds of challenges, right? So, mm-hmm. Why am I so passionate about helping so, people? I had extreme adversity early in life, and that gave me like a sounds like you've actually come through the other side a, a much stronger person because of that. Would that be Absolutely. pretty accurate? It would completely now, summarize that, yeah. Now, in the first segment, you, you were talking about wanting to disrupt education. Now, um, that can mean a lot of different things. Someone could put a, like a negative spin on that, like you want to destroy education. But what did you really mean by disrupting education? Disrupt is a pretty strong descriptor, I agree. So what I saw was the following. The cost of education had become unsustainable. People were taking out student loans. To get a college degree. Nobody so you're aiming was, specifically talking about college here then? So college well, education. We're going to just focus on the college stuff right now because that in, a, in and of itself, right? I mean, there is a myth 
out there that the only way to be successful in life is to get a college degree. Like there's this misperception. Whereas I know that plumbers in San Francisco that are driving a truck around are making, you know, half a million a year. They're having a good life, right? So there's there's some dysfunction up front in just in, in regards to the perception of what is success, how we define that. And like the path that you need to go on to get there. So let's, let's go back to colleges and why I became passionate about education and access to education. I come from a family of scientists, of doctors, of computer scientists. My mother was a chemist. Like education to me, without anybody ever telling me education is important, I just observed it. I'm a perceiver. I'm an intuit. I pick up on things. Right. So I knew for me, education was important. I knew that education meant jobs, jobs meant money, money meant food, so on and so forth. So to see where our society had gone in regards to access to education, the inability for people to be able to access education because of their own adversity, their own challenges. Right. And have to go like take out student loans to be able to access that education, to get to that food and to that home, right? So the system wasn't set up that way originally. When I went to Berkeley, it didn't cost that much. I was able to go to that school. I could afford to go to that school. What it has gone to is the extreme cost model, and not not across the board, but there's you know, there's a lot of colleges out there that cost a lot of money. And even our UC system, the way it was originally developed in the state school system was for kids in the state of California or kids in the state of Texas or Iowa or wherever you're at to be able to access more cost-effective education to get to the food and the, you know, further down the food, food chain there, success. And I'll tell you, what I, what I observe is a lot of, it seems to be too much emphasis in the UC and the, the state university system on bringing in students that are from outside the state because that means they can charge more tuition. Um, I'm a, I'm, I went to UC myself and ended up graduating from San Jose State. I remember it being um, a good, solid school. And uh, and also very reasonable to attend. Uh, San Jose State still is uh, a pretty reasonable place financially to attend, unless you're coming from outside of the state, and then it becomes very very expensive. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I I'm a dad. I've got two children who are coming up. They're still they're about six years away from going to college. Should they choose to go to college, which I'm wide open to them doing some other career path if it makes more sense for them. But I think I have to agree with you that just going to college for the sake of going to college isn't necessarily a guarantee of any success in life unless <clears throat> it's training specifically for what you want to do or it's something that you can apply to what it is that you want to do or something you could apply later on to something you discover. Um, my degree, my undergraduate degree, was only suited for, really, for teaching. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I wanted to be a teacher. But then I changed directions at the last minute and ended up going to law school instead. 
I teach today because it's part of what I do as an attorney and part of what I do with this show, but it's not what my original plan was. I heard you say earlier, um, and, and, and I'm looking at kind of some of the notes that I have about what you do, and it looks like your focus right now is on training um, in technical areas. Is that correct? And does that necessarily include college? Well, so I have, listen, when you're running your own business, you're a chameleon. You've got to have three different <laughs> oars in the water at all times. I'm sorry, you just do. When hiring is good and the economy is strong, I am on the forefront. I'm on the cutting edge. I, I do I do talent acquisition very differently. That's like a whole other radio show. Then I got my credential in human resources because guess what? When the economy gets south, HR gets hit, but sometimes, you know, companies still need consulting. So I've got that hat. And I also love personally, I'm like you, Bob. I'm a, I'm a natural, any parent who coaches their kid in soccer for 10 years, I'm a coach. I'm a mentor. I, I like to teach people to fish. I don't want to do the fishing, but I want you to learn how to fish, right? So I lead and um, teach so that everybody can go out and do what it is that they need to do. So I have a practice right now that I shapeshift based on what's happening in the economy, and we're in a shift right now. We are going into a period of companies are pulling back. We don't know what's coming. We are in this weird universe right now where nobody you know day to day we're all like trying to figure it out everything's shifted so for a lot of people they're going to need people who are highly skilled at having lived through periods of transition before and having that depth of knowledge and understanding that it's going to be okay like we can work together to give you the tools to be able to survive and come out the other end Hey, Colleen, we're coming up on the second break of the show today. I do want to keep you on because I want you to, when we come back, I want you to let my audience know what kind of advice you can offer them as we head into what it's going to be uh, a down market. So hold on. We'll be back after the break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio. Once again, your host, estate planning trust and probate law specialist, attorney Bob Bergman. Welcome back for the third segment of our show today. I have with me as a guest, Colleen Trelongo, who is an entrepreneurial business owner here in the Santa Clara Valley. And um, up to this point, we've been talking about her background and how she ended up doing what she's doing today. So, Colleen, for this segment, could you pass on, since you work with talent, especially in technical fields, and and you work with a number of organizations. I mean, you've, you've been a speaker at San Jose State and Santa Clara University and St. Edwards. Um, I think... Uh, You've been, I think you mentioned to me, if it's all right, you've been contacted by San Jose State with some issues that they're having that you might be able to assist with. Could you pass on to those people out there especially who are dealing with a down market, maybe they're dealing with being furloughed, being downsized, maybe their companies have closed, 
and uh, and and they're really, I guess, primarily of a technical background, but maybe beyond that. Could you tell my audience what kind of advice you would give to people dealing with this situation right now here in the Bay Area? Absolutely. The first thing I'm going to say is no matter how bad you feel it is, it's we're going to come out of this, number one. I don't know when. I don't know how long. I have my personal opinions, but I'm not going to go there. What I do want to let people know, knowledge, skills, and abilities, right? The importance to be able to have a skill, have knowledge, and have abilities to be able to offer up to companies that are hiring in a down market is the secret sauce. So let's talk about the fact that right now we are in a third industrial revolution. It's, it's been going on for a number of years now, but the skills that I like to talk about the most, you know, we have IQ, right? We have like the technical, like coding, or maybe you're doing, um, you're like a software quality engineer, or maybe you're a mechanical engineer, or Maybe you're a finance person or an HR person or, you know, whatever it is that you, you have, like, that, those knowledge, skills, and abilities, or you have interest in something. Let's even just go to interest, curiosity, right? The skills that are going to be needed for the future, for, the next, for this industrial revolution we are in, are the ability to persevere, the ability to reinvent, the ability to pivot, the ability to be able to look outside of where you're at and see what's coming and then start educating yourself and preparing and gaining those skills so that you are ready to seize it when it arrives or to go after it. So it's just this most amazing time right now because we're all quiet. We're all listening. We're all perceiving what is going on. And it's a, fabulous time and a horrible time all at the same time so the advice that I give to people is let's talk about what you're good at inherently let's talk about what those knowledge skills and abilities are let's figure out how you can go retrain yourself to get whatever it is that you need to get food on the table whatever and you know what it might be for a while that you become an instacart person or that you go become a, 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 a driver of some sort. I'm not a driver in COVID-19, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there are jobs out there, Amazon's hiring. Like, there's certain companies, certain industries that are actually in great need of talent. I just saw a great article this morning. And at the end of the day, you have to put bread on your table. So for a while, we might be in this weird period where you're going to be doing some interesting things that are different. And that's okay because the beauty of that is you're going to learn from that. Store associate, so are system you, operator. If I may, yeah. Colleen, yes, if I may, ahead. so it sounds like one of the things that you focus on and what you do when working with people is identifying not so much what they do or what they did, but what the specific skills are that go with what they do or what they did. Um, to use my own, I'll use my own personal example. I've been doing estate planning as an attorney for many, many years. 
I reached a point where I was burnt out practicing law. I just said, I just don't want to do this anymore. So I looked around and I said, well, what skills do I have? And I looked and I said, well, I have background as an attorney. I had a background in sales. Um, I knew about public speaking because I'd done seminars and things like that. And I looked around and I applied for jobs in the banking industry doing business development uh, for trust departments. And I ended up being hired uh, by a local community bank for their fledgling trust department to do business development. Um, That lasted a few months and I realized I couldn't stay there for a whole host of reasons. But then I found a similar position opened up at Comerica Bank in one of their trust departments and I interviewed Apparently, I went up against about 20 securities brokers who wanted this sales job, but I got hired because of my unique set of skills and the fact that I had already done some of that even for a few months, and I ended up being hired by a major bank in a different field, and I did that for two and a half years, and I did business development. I was a bank vice president, for crying out loud. Didn't have any authority, but I had the title. And then after that, I came back to real estate, refreshed, revived, and ready to do it again, only with a new purpose and a new focus. And I've been doing that ever since now. That's been, oh my gosh, that's been uh, probably uh, a good seven years that I've been back practicing law. But I never would have considered that up front if I hadn't said, okay, I'm tired of doing this. What are the skills that I have? Not... Not what job should I look for, but what things out there fit what I know how to do, and I do pretty well. And I did really a pretty major shift for two and a half years into a whole new potential career, and then said I've done this enough, and then came back to where, came back home, as it were. Is that the kind of thing that you're talking about? Absolutely, one hundred and fifty percent. Yes, absolutely. We are all, and you know, even if we haven't like had the experience that you had, the gift of that knowledge that you gain, you can learn. We all have, if you have access to the internet or a library, you can learn and read and grow and ask questions and be curious and explore and figure out like, you know, who you are, what you want to do, like what's out there, what's coming thing I like the most about one of the one of the many things I like about my educational startup was I was given the grace and the gift to be able to immerse myself in education, um, economic adversity, what was happening globally with education, why we were falling behind, the college system, how it was broken. I mean, I schooled myself in that two year period in a way that that was my break, Bob. And Mm-hmm. I had that tremendous gift, and it gave me such insight, and it's allowed me to continue to grow and bloom in ways in my current consulting practice that I never would have had if I hadn't had that. I get to, I get to, people actually want me to come and speak, and I, it just was the, the, the failure of my startup was the greatest gift I ever had, and, and. I just, I encourage every one of you out there to, you know, become curious, 
to sit back and breathe and ask yourself, what is it that I really want to do now? Do I really want to go back to being a finance manager or do I want to maybe go do something different? Maybe something that I'm really passionate about and I'm really like interested in and figure out how to get there. So Colleen, let me ask you, do you work, Mm -hmm. do you work primarily with individuals looking to make change or do you work with companies looking to acquire talent or is it a mix of those things? Are there other things it's, that you do in what you, with what you do? So it's a mix, and it depends on the economic needs and the companies that, that come to me. So I, I hate the word guru, but I'm, I am a people person. Let's just say that. I love people. I love to work with people. I love to lift people up and empower them to go do the things that they're destined to do to figure out what their purpose is and why they're here and to monetize through that and to get in touch so are with So are you basically that. a talent guru then? I'm, I guess you, help, you could say that. <laughs> you help talent and then you, and you find talent for companies that need that talent? Um, yes. Are you kind of like a talent matchmaker? Maybe that's another thing. Uh, I won't break into song over that one, but... I I can't use, you know, match dot, you know what. But that's kind of what I am as a matchmaker. And Mm -hmm. I do it differently. I always have... I've always always been an outlier. And I've always done things differently. And, you know, people have told me, wow, you're not the normal talent person, Colleen. You're really different. Like... Whatever it is you're doing, I really like it. So for me, it's all about the relationships and making connections, whether I monetize or not. And I can't help everybody. I have to put bacon on my table, too. But I, you know, just love to help people get to where it is that they might not know they need to go or are not enlightened about what that is. And that, you know, those are the, that's the, like, fun stuff when I get to do that. And I, I get to okay, do that. Okay, Colleen. Sorry to interrupt, but we're coming up on the third break of the show. I want to finish up the show with you today. And uh, so to all of you out there, we'll be back after the break. This is Attorney Bob Bergman. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, welcome back, everybody, for the final segment of the show. Uh, First of all, I want to I'll let you all know I am available to do consultations. I'm doing them right now um, through teleconferences. You can visit my website at lawbob, L-A-W-B-O-B dot com, or you could call me at 408-247-0444, leave me a message, or email me at radio, R-A-D-I-O, at lawbob dot com. Now, Colleen, we're, we're in the final segment of the show today. And I just want to ask you one last question for us to talk about here as as we wrap up the show today. What do you want people listening right now to do in reference to you? Where do they go from here now that they've heard about what you do and heard the passion about what you do? What would be their next step if they wanted to contact you, whether it's an individual or a business? Great question, Bob. The best place to find me is on LinkedIn, and you just type in my name, Colleen Trelongo, and that's where we begin. So that's Colleen with two L's and two E's, 
and then Trelongo, T-R-A-L-O-N-G-O, correct? Correct. Okay, so everybody, you know, if you have your pen out, write that down. Colleen Trelongo, T-R-A-L-O-N-G-O. Just look under Colleen Trelongo at LinkedIn, and you'll be able to find out all about her. Uh, Colleen, I think you mentioned, uh, like I am, uh, I'm I'm writing a book that's actually an ebook that's going to be published pretty soon on special type of work I do as an attorney uh, through the courts. I think you indicated to me that you're working on a book too. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Um, the book idea came to me a year and a half ago. I got the title. I knew kind of what I was going to do, but COVID-19 has uh, given me the grace to be able to take it on and to actually make it go happen. So I'm super excited, and I am talking to the people I need to to get everything done and in order, and I would expect in about three months, I'm going to be having a book done. It's great. Is that is that going to be an ebook or a physical book or both? Both. Both. Okay, yep. great. That's great. Yeah. That's what I'm aiming for as well. I'm going to have a I have a physical book coming, and it will also be an ebook that'll be made available to uh, to people through my website and also to um, various professionals that I know would benefit from it. I'm going to make sure that they have a way to to retrieve it through email or through um, through a website that I've set up for that purpose. So, um, can you tell me anything else specifically about what, you know, any like things you're working on or initiatives you're working on right now uh, to give a greater depth to exactly what you're doing through your business? Well, uh, I continue to have, um, I've I'm down to uh, one client. You know, when companies stop hiring, uh, talent pauses. So I'm down to one client, and I'm ramping up my executive coaching practice and helping reach out to universities, and especially San Jose State, my alma mater, to, you know, help where I can with them. I recently signed up with a, a college service that's helping kids transition out of college or not out of college but helping them gain understanding and knowledge of where they can go from here there's a lot of young people that are stunned right now this is you know it's a big deal when you're graduating and you're coming into a down market that's a lot you know it's a lot lot going on and so I'm ramping up that side of my practice the executive coaching and the coaching and mentoring and I'm writing this book I'm carving out time. I'm going to get this book done. And it's going to, the purpose of the book is to be able to lift up, empower, educate, and challenge some beliefs and perceptions that we have that I believe we need to change. And that's going to be the purpose of that book. And I'm also helping my son shamelessly. I will plug his little book. He's written a children's book. And uh, we've kind of done it together because his journey has been my journey. And he's getting ready to, uh, it's actually, I'm holding the book in my hand right now. It's called, I'm just different. It's it's just called, I'm just different. And he is different and he's had a different journey and it's targeted towards, um, kids who are different and learn differently. And it's going to be fabulous. 
Well, great. I so, want to I want to see a copy of that at some point. I'm I'm sure you'll get one to me, or at least show one to oh, me at some point. We'll we'll have Colin sign it. He's uh, soon to be a published author, and he's 20 years old. Isn't that pretty cool? So this must be your son that's uh, at St. Edwards right now. He well, he was until COVID 19. He's here, um, sheltering in place, doing Zoom like every other college kid. Like and, every other college uh, kid, and a lot of grade school kids too. I can tell you that. And a well, lot Colleen, of we're um, yeah. Colleen, we're we're coming up on the end of the show now. I just mm-hmm. want to let all you know out there. Thank you so much, Colleen, for coming on the show today. I thought we might have enough to cover to cover an entire show, and I'm glad that that turned out to be the case because the service that you're offering right now and the insights that uh, that you can offer as someone who's been through adversity and also um, come out the other side and maybe looking from a different point of view than traditional point of view, I think that's going to be helpful to a lot of people. So, Colleen, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm, it's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Okay, and we're out. Talk with you next week. You've been listening to Plan Your Estate Radio with estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com, where you'll also find information on his upcoming estate planning seminars. L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved.